I'm Monica Garski with NBC7.com. I love writing about San Diego, the people, places, and things that make it a special city to live and visit. I'm married to a chef, so keeping up with the culinary scene is a big part of my life. And together, my husband and I have two little girls, both sweet and sometimes a tiny bit salty, who we are raising to try new things, appreciate good food, and love the people, places, and things in our city. Hi, I'm Candace Wu, the founding editor of Eater San Diego, a site dedicated to breaking food news, covering restaurant openings, and offering local dining guides. I've been a freelance food writer in San Diego for more than a decade, writing about the restaurant industry, craft beer, farms, fishermen, and everything in between. I started my culinary career working in a restaurant kitchen before moving to restaurant reporting, so while I'm not a professional chef, I think I'm a pretty decent home cook. Thank you for listening to the Scene in San Diego featuring Eater podcast. On this episode, we talk about a unique way to take part in our local drink and food scene virtually. We're talking about an expertly guided online tasting event involving locally made cocktails. We're joined by our guest, Yusuf Cherney, founder and head distiller of San Diego's Cutwater Spirits, who tells us about an upcoming online event for California-based cocktail lovers that can be enjoyed safely from the comfort of home and other ways that local distillery has had to pivot during the pandemic. We're trying, you know, we're trying to help out where we can. Also on our plate today, news of another popular longtime San Diego eatery that has sadly had to permanently close its doors during the pandemic. We're talking about Jane's Gastropub on 30th Street. Jane's was open for 13 years, which just goes to show you no business is immune from the grip of the COVID-19 crisis. Hello, thank you for listening. Hi, Candice. How's it going? I'm good. Thank you. How are you? Doing good. Hanging in there. You know, living. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, (laughs) Candace and I, um, we've been talking a lot about ways to enjoy our local food scene from home during the pandemic because, you know, lately we've been seeing a lot of fun food and drink focused local virtual tasting events, right? That's right. Uh, So at the time of this recording, San Diego County is on the cusp of coming off the state's COVID-19 watch list, which is great. But we're still unclear on the guidelines surrounding the reopenings of businesses like indoor dining at restaurants and bars. Exactly. So that's why this time around we're going to talk about virtual alternatives because, you know, really staying home is still very much a part of our daily life and our daily reality. And also because we know the comfort levels of people are still different really across the board and some people might not be ready to go out to a restaurant just yet. And and that's okay. I mean, lucky for us, there's some good technology going on so we can uh, figure out other ways to enjoy things that we love. Absolutely. So before the pandemic, Cutwater Spirits, the San Diego-based distillery known for its canned cocktails, would host cocktail tasting events at its 250-seat tasting room and restaurant in Miramar. The events are called Cutwater's Sensory Experience and are led by the brand director of quality and innovation, Gwen Conley. Today, those tasting events have gone virtual, and the next one is set for 5.30 p.m. on August 28th. The event is open exclusively to California-based consumers, and here's how it works. 
So customers pre-order a $25 sensory kit, and that comes with canned cocktails and small snacks that are going to be paired with each drink during the tasting. Those kits are delivered to customers before the August 28th tasting with instructions on how to plate their items and just kind of get everything ready right before the event. But don't eat anything yet. You have to wait. <laughs> then so at uh, 5.30 p.m. on August 28th, Gwen is going to hop on Instagram TV um, via Cutwater's account and she'll lead the virtual tasting class. And she's a really great teacher. Very cool. Um, well, yeah. So this is just one of the many ways that this big San Diego brand is making business work during the coronavirus pandemic. Let's go to our interview with Yusuf Cherney, co-founder and master distiller for Cutwater Spirits for more details. again, Yusuf, for joining us this morning. I guess it's never too early to talk about cocktails, right? Right, correct. I'm surprised you guys don't have a Bloody Mary on your desk right now, or maybe you I know. do. I know, if only, if only. <laughs> um, so Yusuf, pretty early on during the pandemic, Cutwater was one of more than a dozen members of the San Diego Distillers Guild that started producing hand sanitizer. So we know you've donated quite a bit of that so far. Are you still making it in large quantities? Is that something you guys are planning to continue doing throughout the the pandemic here? We were pretty much doing it to satisfy the demand because uh, it was non-existent um, as far as, uh, you know, the stockpiles were were down so low at the beginning of the pandemic. Um, and we cranked out about 20,000 bottles um, when, you know, the demand was was high. Now there's there's plenty of uh, hand sanitizer on the market, um, so we've phased out that uh, portion of the business. But if it if there is a need, then we just ramp back up again. Um, but about twenty thousand bottles have been delivered, and it was mostly through um, the local San Diego uh, chapters of uh, nonprofit. So none of that was sold; it was all donated. That's wonderful. Yeah, I know at the at the beginning when the pandemic hit our county, I mean that was one of the most in demand products and. You know, it's it's pretty amazing to see how the distillery stepped up to to help out in that sense. It was an easy one for us to do. Um, we we had virtually everything we needed to do right uh, off the bat, so we could you know do that pivot pretty quick. What are some other ways that you guys have you know kind of adapted or pivoted with the times? Are you are you into the the cocktail sort of to go trend? Is that something you want to see continue beyond this whole thing? Uh, well, the, the cocktail to go is going to be a small part of everyone's business um, moving forward if, if this keeps going the way it's going. Uh, but it's it's hard to sustain a distillery of our size, you know, with even the restaurant. Uh, most of our production goes uh, to deliveries. And uh, I'd say that the biggest kind of change in our business has been the, um, you know, a, a big part of our business was was going to be the sporting events. So because the uh, different, you know, baseball season got put on hold and um, since the majority of our production is canned cocktails, uh, we definitely had to find a a new uh, kind of way to get these into people's hands other than, you know, just relying on sporting events. And you said for folks who haven't been to a ballpark in so, so long, um, remind us, so the Cutwater canned cocktails, they're part of the Petco Park uh, beverage program there, right? Correct. Yeah. And we, we also have our spirits there as well. Uh, so the plan was to have a big rollout this year with our tequila. And, uh, you know, that was a little bit of a uh, ramp up for, for, uh, 
for a letdown, you know. Um, but we're hoping that 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 partnership will continue and uh, really, you know, get the art our, our tequila out, which is now you know multi award winning tequila. It's uh, it's won yes. the best in, best in show in a in a couple contests across the U.S. So yeah, that's a big part of it. But yeah, the canned cocktails for sure. Um, hitting stadiums and, and venues, not only here in San Diego, but across the country. With people sort of, you know, drinking more than ever right now, have you seen that reflected in, in your sales? Have they gotten a boost? Yeah, the, the sales, you know, we definitely uh, have seen a boost. And, you know, like I said, the, the, the expected sales that we were hoping to generate from all the sporting events have, have kind of almost uh, leveled off with the sales that we've seen coming in uh, from, you know, our, the liquor stores and, and grocery chains and things like that. So although we'd, we'd love to have both, you know, um, but we're happy to be where we're at here, uh, you know, it, especially with, you know, all the, all the things that are going on in the world right now. And um, we're, we're hoping that this, the demand keeps, you know, throughout, uh, doesn't taper off. Like, uh, the normal thing we see in the liquor industry is we, we see a little bit of a taper uh, in, and then it picks up again during, you know, the holidays. So Yusuf, um, speaking of, you know, these canned cocktails, uh, for, for listeners who might not know about Cutwater Sensory Spirits Experience, can you explain what that is and, and what that event was before the pandemic? And then, you know, we'll talk a little bit about what it's like now in this pandemic world and the virtual, you know, things that you guys are doing with that event. Well, we have a fantastic uh, partner with Gwen Conley, who's written books on food pairing with with beer back in her beer days. And uh, she comes from Lost Abbey. And then before that, uh, you know, all the way back to Ball, uh, who who makes the cans for us now. But uh, she's fantastic as far as a very energetic speaker and sensory. She calls herself the sensory goddess. Um, And uh, so she's been hosting these uh, in-person events at our distillery where maybe 20 to 40 people get together and, and, uh, actually taste spirits and pairs them with food or, you know, desserts or whatever, uh, is the, the catch of the day that day. And, uh, you know, we've, we've had to, uh, and I hate using this word, we've had to pivot and, uh, and, and, uh, go to a, an online version of this. And now she's sending out little care packages which have all the different little snacks and uh, tastings and then uh, little bottles with the, with the pairings, you know, so she's been able to go online and uh, do these amazing um, experiences. So people feel like they're still connected to the brand and, uh, and being able to experience these new products that we, you know, that we offer the sensory experience is not only a educational tool, but you know, it, it, it tends to expand the horizons of, of folks who, maybe didn't think of pairing a cocktail with food. You know, they're thinking wine or beer. And, uh, you know, a lot of folks are, are writing back going, God, I never even thought to, to, to even take a, you know, a gin and tonic and put it with this, with this pairing. So it, it's really, it's really neat. That's great. So Gwen's kind of like a choose your own adventure guide when it comes to figuring out how to pair these things and, and what to drink. Well, most of the time, you know, uh, we, we probably tell people that, you know, don't take the easy road. Like a lot of folks will, will think, okay, if this has a chocolate nuance, then I should pair it with something that is chocolate. And a lot of times having that really split, you know, dichotomy between the two products will, will enhance, enhance it. I know Candace is a, 
a food uh, expert, you know, and could critique uh, all sorts of stuff. Thanks for not calling me a food snob. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and that's what I I love is, you know, being in the lab and she walks up with some bizarre bag and just opens it and goes, eat one of these and then drink that, you know, and you're like, Oh wow. That's, that's amazing. So that part is, is always fun. And, you know, working, working with that kind of inspiration in, in the lab and then, following it through through production is is what we kind of thrive on there at Cutwater. That's very cool. So you mentioned, Yusuf, that the way that it works is that, you know, people will order like a little kit that has everything you need for the tasting. So it has like the cans, the paired snacks, and then Gwen will go on. It's going to be Instagram video, right? Uh, in this next one that you guys are doing? Yeah, I think she's done it on several formats. But, uh, you know, it's, it, the best thing to do is just check the website for the ongoing you know i i've i i gotta say like for the last uh month i've been so scattered for from quarantining from trips down to mexico it's it's been a a little crazy to keep up with all the the format changes that go on but but yeah i would i would just check the website you know cutwaterspirits.com and uh and see what the tasting room notes are on there for uh what we're currently doing one thing that's been really nice to see that, that you guys have been doing out of the tasting room and kitchen has been uh, doing these sort of free lunches for, you know, industry workers from the restaurant and bar uh, industry that have, you know, fallen on hard times. Is that something that, you know, the company wants to continue to do? Yeah, for sure. I, you know, each, each month we're kind of reevaluating what we can do and, and uh, what needs to be done, you know, for the, for the community and, uh, you know, the, the first kind of wave was this massive need for hand sanitizer. It, that, that was a real quick kind of pivot for us. And then, uh, as, as we've been going along with the, um, with the lunch programs and things, we're just, we're just trying to, you know, figure out a way to give a little bit, a little bit back so we can, you know, help out. There's, there's so many folks that have been displaced and, and, uh, I mean, just seeing friends, restaurants being closed, it's just heartbreaking. So uh, we're trying, you know, we're trying to help out where we can. And Are you working on any other, you know, new spirits or drinks that you're allowed to tell us about? Yeah, we've got a, well, we've, I just went down to uh, Mexico and, and visited our uh, aging barrels. So I was down in Guadalajara and, and I was able to sneak out there and, and try some of our, uh, Reposado, which is going to be the next uh, rendition of that, and it's coming along fantastically. Uh, you know, we had such accolades for this first batch that we were. I, I was going down there with you know pins and needles, hoping that this this next run would be as amazing, and it and it's right there. You know, it's awesome. And uh, alongside of that, we've got the uh, Nieto coming, and um, you know, so that's that's been about a year in the in the works, a little over a year. So we're uh, we're anxious to see that coming along, and we've got a new bottle. Uh, it's uh, a more it's 100% recycled glass bottle that's made down in Guadalajara, and it's uh, you know just going to give us a, a new spin on the the packaging, and I think a a much it, the packaging will fit the fit the liquid inside finally. So it's kind of exciting to see that coming soon, about a month away on that I think, and then uh, we've got some some unusual canned cocktails coming that uh, I don't think people were really expecting. So I can give you the, uh, Candace always gets the hot, the hot breaking news. So 
as she should, as she should. <laughs> we've, got a, we've got a Long Island iced tea coming and uh, a white Russian coming. And they're, they're both huge hitters, um, you know, right around the 13% alcohol by volume mark. I'm still waiting then, for, I'm still waiting for Amaro. It's, it's, we've, we've toyed around with it and the, the folks in the lab, Andrew's been kind of messing around with some Amaros and uh, I have, I have as well. So it's, uh, it's one of those ones that'll come out as a super limited release and we'll probably call it like Candace's Amaro. Or something like that. <laughs> Candace needs to be in the lab when that's happening. <laughs> uh, you'll be the first one to to hear hear about that as it comes out. So. Okay, it's we're uh, you're recorded saying that. So, how are you sort of feeling in general about the future? You know, for distilleries, um, you know, if we sort of have to stay in this mode for you know a while longer, like you know, you're a, a big operation you're well capitalized you know have a lot of resources but you know what about smaller distilleries and is there some kind of legislation that you know distilleries are kind of looking for during this time from either you know the state or federal that will you know help them survive this yeah well the 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 biggest issue you know is that most of the distilleries that are around especially the smaller folks are uh, primarily focused on on spirits and bottles, and spirits and bottles typically then go to on premise, and with no on premise really, you know, operating at full capacity, it's definitely you know hurt hurt that side of the business the hardest out of all probably the spirits production. So the the smaller folks, the artisanal folks, you know, we've got the California Artisanal Distillers Guild and. Um, they're trying to push through uh, some new litigation or new, uh, I would say, you know, just help, trying to help the, the folks that are basically just left with nothing but bottles on their shelves to, to sell. And, you know, with bars being closed, it's, it's, it's been pretty tough for them. So I, I know I've uh, been receiving lots of emails from the distillers guilds and, trying to figure out a way to pivot. And unfortunately the, the original pivot to making hand sanitizer, I don't think is going to be this saving grace that a lot of folks thought um, because so many people did it. And uh, you know, there's so many big companies out there that are producing just millions of gallons of the stuff. So to make a artisanal hand sanitizer, I don't think is going to be the saving grace for, for, for local distilleries. Um, but I think, you know, I think it's going to all basically end up being uh, these smaller bars and restaurants being allowed to, to open back up again. And, uh, you know, thankfully, the, the cocktail to go program is, I think, at least helping some of these smaller folks at least stay, stay going with the, the small distilleries. It's a little tough. I mean, I, I'm, I definitely feel a bit disconnected from, from, you know, the community as a whole. And uh, it's... it's just kind of one of those things that we've, we've been trying to plug away and just kind of keep the blinders on and try to try to make everything happen and, and keep production going. It'll get better. Just hang in there. It's, it's really hard for everybody right now, but um, 
it's it's good for us to see like there's other ways like you said you know the canned stuff is another way and these virtual tastings are just another way and and hopefully do help keep that connection to the community for you guys yeah i think i think some of the smaller folks have you know really done well with uh limited releases you know if they can get their their core group of customers to come and really get behind, you know, something that they've worked a long time on. So I've seen some of the local distilleries, you know, doing uh, a variation on one of their gins and making this special release that goes out to their fan club uh, base. And, you know, thing, you know, just trying to uh, think a little bit differently and trying to get these different products out there uh, that cause a stir and excitement amongst your core group um, versus just, you know, somebody going down to the to the local store and just grabbing whatever they do out of necessity. It's more of the hey, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna really look into this local company, and they're they're going out of their way to produce something special for me. I want to support them, so it's it's definitely cool to see that uh, going on in the local local distilleries in San Diego. Awesome, thank you, Yusef, for talking to us today. Okay, so last time we were with you guys, we talked about a few of the many San Diego restaurants that have had to permanently close their doors due to the impact of the pandemic. Those are always really sad stories, but, you know, they have to be told because that's really the reality of what we're living right now. The ban on indoor dining rooms in San Diego County as of this recording, it continues to deeply impact the restaurant industry. And sadly, some local eateries, they just can't make it. One of the latest blows is the shutter of Jane's Gastropub, which was beloved by local diners for more than a decade, and it really made its mark there in the uptown San Diego community, right, Candice? Yes, and this one is particularly painful. You know, Jane's really helped to introduce British gastropub culture, sort of putting a gourmet spin on classic pub food to San Diego and really helped to kickstart the dining scene right there around 30th and Adams that's now home to Cantina My Well, Polite Provisions, Et Voila, and, and others. You know, it was a really charming, warm space, and I know that it'll be missed. I'll, I'll miss it for sure, but I'm hopeful that its owners will be involved in creating something new eventually. Yeah, it was so cute in there. It was just like a cute little pub, like you said, super cozy. And, and you know, really, well, that's what we hope for all of these local gems that have been forced to close over the last few months. Um, you know, we talk a lot about the impact of losing some of these places in our communities, the impact on the people, the people who run them, the people who frequent them, all of it. And so at every closure, really, it, it changes the landscape of the dining scene in that area, the dining and rec scene, things you like to do for fun. And and that community, you know, sometimes maybe that flavor doesn't come back or it comes back way later. And so I think in that sense, this pandemic is going to have a really long lasting impact on on what we see operating on the streets of San Diego. Absolutely. I think a lot of our neighborhoods are not going to look the same after this. Eater and NBC7's The Scene are maintaining a running list of these local restaurant closures on our respective websites. So keep checking those articles for the latest on those stories. We'll link out to those lists in our show notes too. We have so many of the stories we mentioned today in our Eater San Diego and NBC7 roundups, which usually publish every Friday on the scene section of NBC7.com. 
You can also find everything we talked about today in our podcast show notes article on both NBC7.com and SanDiego.Eater.com. If you enjoyed our podcast, please subscribe to The Scene in San Diego featuring Eater on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, or Stitcher, wherever you enjoy listening to podcasts. Thanks and talk soon.